Games Game Cola losers, it's me, Martin Joseph. And while Joseph Martins isn't here to stop me, I'm taking over the Game Cola podcast. There's a few other nerds with me today. I am Red Passenger. <laughs> and and I'm a uh, Bat Mreslau. <laughs> uh and I am Jalix the Eddie Edrizak. Oh, hold on, sorry. I I have to and and then Joseph gets to edit this. <laughs> where I try to keep two personalities. Uh yeah, okay. I didn't do a good part of the part where I actually introduced the podcast. Do you numbskulls have any topics to discuss today? Well, there's been quite a bit going on that everyone is abuzz over in the Nintendo sphere since that Direct came out. And it's the Kirby game. It's and nothing oh, else. Kirby game. <laughs> uh, I could talk about the curse I've discovered that I have brought to Game Cola. I'd like to hear that. Curse? Yeah, Someone okay. else who brought a curse to Game Cola, and it <laughs> isn't me. Is, does, does it have to do with Martin Joseph? Maybe a little bit. Maybe. He might be the master planner behind it all. <laughs> I do not have enough evidence as of yet. If Should I talk about that now? Yeah, please. Yes, let's let's talk about okay. your curse. So if you, if you... Maybe you've noticed that the last few podcasts I've been in I have been playing through the Ace Attorney series, which is very important to Diana Gray of Game Cola fame, and she has not been with us for those podcasts. And I recently bought some Mega Man, my first Mega Man games, which because they were on sale, and they're important to a certain Joseph Martin, who is also of Game Cola fame. And now he is also no longer with us. <laughs> yes. And also... Hi, Martin Joseph, I'm here instead. <laughs> and we're, he... we're not going to talk about Mega Man or Ace Attorney or Pokemon or Stardew Valley. And yesterday I thought about starting Deponia, the complete uh, series or collection, which has been sitting in my Steam library. And now Anna who loves that game, <laughs> is also gone. So, <laughs> I guess, for for your sake, I'll, like, stay away from Dragon Warrior. I won't even think about it. <laughs> uh, yes. Borderlands 2. No, wait, I already yeah. played Borderlands 2 a long time ago. Maybe it's because it's not happening right now. You're not dead yet, but... Your fate may already be sealed. Wait, so, so. Is, are, are you saying that at some point eventually this curse is going to kill our fellow co-podcasters? <laughs> well, as we said, Joseph Martin is no longer with us. Oh. Yes, it's me, Martin Joseph. So. I'm done dealing with you nerds. I'm sorry. If you have any important games to you, Matt, I will attempt to not even think about them. That's okay. I'm not here most of the time anyway. So. Well, I, I hate just don't want modern it to be games. My fault. <laughs> and I I really hate 3D games. You know what? I I even hate 2D games. What I what I want is I want some 1D games. How about that? Martin Joseph, do I can't even take you seriously anymore. I want to talk about Light Pong. <laughs> you guys can go look at uh 
Yeah. Are you sure you wouldn't prefer it. Dark Pong? <laughs> <laughs> I would, but it doesn't exist yet. Oh, no. Wow, actually, whoa. Wow, yeah, Light Pong got amazing. a lot of money. So, okay, here's the thing is that I I looked at this earlier today, and it was at, like, 26000 Just today? Today. So <laughs> they got, like... They got like fifty thousand dollars in like the last like uh six hours. Yeah. Oh yeah, it says twenty nine days to go, so it started today. I yeah. had no idea what this was, so I'm, I'm typing and googling and clicking, so that's gonna be good. Light Pong, the one dimensional game console. Now that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand. It's loading uh... their website. <laughs> As a fan of Pong, I have to say, <laughs> this is going to bring some new competition to the Pongosphere. It's an entire game console based on one-dimensional gaming. <laughs> Can you explain to me what one-dimensional gaming is? Okay, so think think about 3D gaming, mm-hmm. and then divide it by three. You oh, play man. games on a line. Okay. I, my that head hurts. Two D. No, well. no, but see, but see, in two D, there would be a line that also has a certain width to it. So there's like a thickness oh, to so that line. So it's like an infinitesimally thick line. No, this is an infinitesimally thin line. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah well, yeah, infinitesimal yeah. means <laughs> small in like. Yeah. So I think I was correct the first time, but I'm not sure. Same thing. Semantics are <laughs> a thing we can talk about on the Word Cola podcast coming to you soon, April 1st, 2021, 2020-something. <laughs> I'm actually kind of interested in this Light Pong thing. There was yeah, a- did, you guys watch, did you guys watch the uh, the video? I did not I watch did, the video. I did not. I am t- only looking at the phrase, let there be light, Pong. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I'm watching so, it now. Oh, it's pretty interesting, actually. It, it looks like, um, oh man, have you seen that, um, they sell like a six foot long gummy worm? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's what it looks like. <laughs> I, I like that they're they're having a meal and they're playing it while they're having a meal. <laughs> Hold on, wait. No, I'm just thought. stuck on the quote. You it's... know, something is good when it is comparing itself to God. Let there be light, Paul. Yeah, it's always good. No, it's just always good to have like visual content described in a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> of course. In the trailer, it says more coming soon. Does that mean that they're going to be working more on it before it's released? Or are they planning on, like, updating this device with, like, patches for different game modes? Okay, so so here's the thing. Um, I, I did a little bit of looking up about this. Um, and it's a console. It's not just a game. Yeah, it's it is the world's a first hybrid 1D gaming console. I'm not sure yeah, that, what hybrid means. Now that we've established the definition of one D, what what is the hybrid? <laughs> what it is? What is it bringing together? Is it like hybrid, like like physical game slash video game? 
I guess. But there's it's still really... it's still not really a video game since there's no video aspect. It's there's the light dog. that goes back and forth. Yeah, but I don't know if I would find I just don't know if I would call that quote video. <laughs> I guess your brain is just too small to understand it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, Martin Joseph, what a card. <laughs> Hold on, video. Let's look up video on... Video is an electronic medium for... No, that doesn't... Hold on. Welcome to the Definitions Cola podcast. <laughs> video. What? What is the definition? History of the term video. They're not really telling me. Um, hold on. The, Etymology the, the plural, might help. The, the plural... Vitimus is rare and used for humorous effect. In <laughs> uh, the 1930s, from Latin videre to see on the pattern of audio. I don't. There we go. Yeah, so it, it it's like related to visual. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's the visual so version it... of audio. <laughs> um, Which makes sense. I I have no qualms with that. So, so to describe what we're looking at is it looks like a six-foot gummy worm that people hold onto the two ends and they press a little button. Mm -hmm. And like, in the example game, which is Pong, is that a little light goes up and down the gummy worm. Right. And as you press the button, it goes back and forth like in Pong. I mean, it definitely looks fun. Yeah, and in the video they talk about having different games and stuff, um... I guess there's, like, Tug of War, which I'm assuming you're both just mashing the buttons. Yeah, as fast as you can. Okay. So um, I haven't seen this yet. I am, I'm going to save that for later. So not clicking more and not paying attention. But I think I understand yeah. <laughs> what, what you're describing. And so it's, like, glorified multiplayer bop it, sort of. <laughs> Or Simon Says, I guess. Kind of. Because I think those used to have multiple game modes where you could play differently and with more people. So yeah. that's kind of what I'm imagining. But Yeah, that sounds like a good description if you're an idiot. Well, I am, Please. so fight me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um... I question how many games they can really get out of it, but then again, um, wait, what is it called? Playdate? Have you guys heard of the Playdate? Yeah, that's what the, I a what? friend of mine actually ordered it. Yeah, hold on. Is the, the Playdate in television Amico out yet? No, it got delayed no. again because Tommy's gonna Tommy. Was oh this thing? Oh, is that who's doing the it? The Playdate. That's like the little Game it's Boy got thing the crank that has it. like. Temporary. It has the Super Mario 3D Collection Whatever Syndrome, where they're only releasing every game for a limited time. <laughs> oh, are they? I think I that, about that. I that believe is... that's right. And it's um fully black and white graphics on purpose. And one of the control input mechanisms is a crank. Yeah, which is yeah very interesting. A good one. Yeah, I I, do like I that. would like it if it weren't for the video game time. The proper term insert here thing. Yeah. <laughs> Limited yeah. release. That is the only reason I didn't get the Super Mario something collection. 
I wanted oh, it, but then I was yeah. like, I can't give them money for this awful business practice. <laughs> yeah. Even though it ended up being one of the most common Switch games anyway, despite how rare they tried to make it. Yeah. <laughs> I will buy it secondhand eventually. I think that that's worth it. So, um, did did we want to talk about gaming news? I could can segue I with talking about Jetty's excellent Chris Pratt impression, as evidenced by the Hacks and Slash episodes. It's a <laughs> new oh yeah, Jetty. yeah, my. <laughs> it's oh, your man, Chris it's... Pratt impression. <sighs> I'm so concerned, and like, <laughs> yeah, it, that is, like... yep, that was my like... reaction too. Because what is he? Is he gonna sound like that? I don't know. I I can only imagine that it's just going to be his normal yeah, voice. That, yeah, that is yeah, what I'm assuming. Yeah, I I don't know which one would that's be what worse. Want. I I saw a a photo today. Photo. It was like a, a meme image, and um, it was like everybody be prepared. At the very beginning of the movie, we're going to get one. It's a me, and then Mario's going to cough and go. Oh, sorry about that. Oh, that is the <laughs> only reason they have Charles Martinet, isn't it? I bet. Oh, he, or there will, or there will be cameos by like Wario and Waluigi. Maybe I who just, knows? Considering like, we're getting a Cranky Kong cameo, I can't rule out the possibility that we're going to have some other characters that people actually care about. I just like if it didn't have Martinet in it, I might feel better overall. But mm-hmm. having him just not be Mario being like sorry we don't really want you for the role you've been playing for us for the last few decades I I, yeah. I have to wonder if it's something to do with necessarily that Martinet doesn't have a lot of experience in big Hollywood Acting. productions and so maybe that's why they don't want to cast him in a full length role as Mario I guess um the thing that you know people in my circles have been talking about is like this all really started with um Robin Williams playing the genie in Aladdin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You guys know. Yeah. Um, And that, like, the whole thing that he, like, Robin Williams himself was like, I don't want to do this unless you do it right. Like, I'm not going to come in here as a Hollywood star and, like, kick out actual Actual voice voice actors who do this professionally. Yeah. And, like, they did what he asked them not to do and just, like, walk down the line and you end up here. Yep. Yeah. And, yeah, I think it really is just that, like, uh, they're trying to appeal not only to gamers, but to people who, you know, who, whoever these people are who, who haven't go watch the Mario, Mario movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or at least haven't played Mario in a very long time, so they may watch the movie to revisit their childhood. Something yeah, like that. he yeah, probably they, sounded like this back then. I don't know. <laughs> they, they only associate uh, Mario with uh, Captain Lou Albano. Yeah, exactly. That, that's exactly what I was thinking, too. So they'll go to see this movie, and maybe they even saw the 93 uh, Bob Hoskins portrayal. Yeah. And uh, they're like, you know what? This is a Mario I can get behind. It's what I grew up with. You know, it's very possible that there are people from that generation who never got into the 3D Mario games where... Martin, he started to become the forefront of what we now recognize to be Mario. Yeah, that's true. You know? And even fewer people played, like, Mario's, like, minigame collection, where I think that's where Martin A first showed up, 
in like that PC game where he's like, go fish! Or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> there I mean, should be a 1D Mario game. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Martin. Maybe there will be a Wario uh, cameo. I guess there, the last little bit I've been thinking about it and I've been thinking, oh, what? when is Mario being a plumber ever going to like be relevant because <laughs> it, it hasn't really, been yeah just i don't think ever really like besides the movie where they were plumbers and then i was gonna say it is silly to what extent like american media representation at the time really tried to emphasize yeah he's a plumber yeah, it's but... interesting to me that that's the one thing about Mario as a character that has really like gone this long. The only reason <laughs> that Mario and Luigi are plumbers is because they needed a good story explanation for why Mario Brothers takes place where it does. Like the original arcade. And that just stuck. And then when we tried to uh, get more of a semblance of the personality of the Mario Brothers, there really wasn't one. Because there still weren't yeah. that many Mario-based games, but they wanted to make um, comics and a bunch of manga and anime came out in Japan. And then we got the cartoon shows here. And then, of course, we got a live-action movie here in 93, which I yeah. love, but nobody else loves. <laughs> um, so, yeah, what are Mario's, like, three personality traits? Well, um, he's red, he have mustache, and he's a plumber <laughs> from Brooklyn. He is not red. <laughs> It's a him. It's a him boiling <laughs> to death. <laughs> Very embarrassed man. Yeah. So that that really stuck with uh, the audiences at the time who were ingesting all the all of the uh, Mario media, and even still to this day, Mario's our plumber boy, even though he hasn't plumbed anything since probably. But uh, now he might, and that is the the reason we have this movie i guess yeah <laughs> my assumption i guess unless this is a faithful like to the games adaptation of the mario world where it all takes place in the mushroom kingdom and we don't have any sort of origin story like we did with the sonic movie but i feel like mm -hmm. it is just too easy to do an origin story as a plot point so we probably get that anyway yeah exactly that's what i was about to say well, I'd like to see you plumb something, nerd. I know how to use a plunger. I don't think I've ever seen Mario do that. Yeah, my dad <laughs> taught me a lot about being a plumber. And uh, I'm, I'm better than Mario will ever be. Well, maybe not ever be, because he might be really good in this movie. What if yeah, he beats, like, the final boss of the movie, like, with a plunger? Aw, oh, man. Could you imagine... <laughs> Mario being a plumber. <laughs> <laughs> what sort of alternate universe nonsense is this? Yeah. Is, it'll I'm be honestly... like Spider-Verse and you'll have Mario and beside him will be Plumber Mario, who is just a completely different character. I will really get a kick out of that, because one of the things that I love most about the 93 movie is how much they play up the plumber thing. Where, like, yeah, there, there's a yeah. whole section where, like... um 
Mario and Luigi's arrival, the Scapelli, he's like sabotaging the dig site for the uh for the dinosaur fossils. And Luigi and Daisy come running into Mario's apartment and they're like, Scapelli's ru- wrecking the site, and like Mario grabs his tool belt. <laughs> he's like, Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Yeah, you're a plumber, alright. <laughs> <laughs> so who do we think is the big bad do we think it'll be jack black or or will he oh, like, be more of like an ally like an enemy turned ally like 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 a mario movie? rpg like a mario rpg plot yeah yeah right that's interesting to think um i have to imagine that since it's the first mario movie since 93 they're probably gonna stay pretty tame and make just make bowser the bad guy but that would be really interesting to see that, like, maybe they do cater a little bit to the longtime fans where the movie kind of starts out with Mario and Bowser duking it out, but then something else happens, and so Bowser's not the big bad. Or at least, like, yeah, that... maybe focus half the movie on that, and then, like, oh no, Bowser unleashed worse evil, oh, oh god. Yeah, yeah. He just oh, yeah. wanted to kin- kidnap the princess, he didn't want to... Caused nuclear apocalypse. <laughs> he didn't want to release Gozer. <laughs> the actual uh, big bad is climate change. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how plumbing will be able to fix that. At the end of the movie, like Chris Pratt's Mario just like turns to the camera and like, let me level with you guys here. No, Chris, they do the the like. Chris Pratt tears like the green screen paper down and his face <laughs> comes through and he looks at the audience and says, Climate change is no joke. <laughs> oh my God. Be like my brother Luigi and sponsor the Green New Deal. <laughs> I honestly so, um, it's gonna be like the Sonic movie for me. I'm gonna go and enjoy myself, even if the movie is terrible, just because it's a Mario movie. I am a little concerned that they're going to pull a Sonic movie and have them arrive in the real world at some point. No. Or start no. in the real world. No. Yeah. Or like, I mean, isn't that and and that's a silly thing, uh, Mario Odyssey. Like, doesn't he technically visit kind of the real world? Like, there's like proportionally normal human beings. Oh yeah. Game? Yeah, and they give, they give no real explanation for it, which <laughs> that's okay with me. <laughs> I think uh, you know what it, it kind of all makes sense now. Chris Pratt has a mustache. Charlie Day has a mustache. They're gonna start oh. out in real life, and then they're gonna you know they're gonna get sucked down into the toilet while uh, quote working on the drain, and then we're gonna get the Illumination <laughs> animated movie. Hooray. <laughs> I'm really honestly when uh, they announced Chris Pratt for Mario, um I was totally neutral on it. I think it's whatever, but I'm very excited to see how Charlie Day will pull off Luigi. Yes. Yeah. I don't understand why we're not talking more about that. How is he going right? to do that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can see it, right? Like Chris Pratt like he just has like, you know, generic main character voice, but I think Charlie Day can do Luigi. Yeah. But see, the Luigi that I'm imagining is just basically a, 
a doppelganger for his character on uh, It's Always Sunny. We're going to have this, like, <laughs> jittery, paranoid Luigi. <laughs> which, okay, that's that, basically Luigi. That's but, yeah. <laughs> but, like, with a much higher-pitched, more tweaky voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I... I don't hate Chris Pratt as an actor or anything. I just... he's He does not scream Mario to me. Yeah. yeah. Like, he, he, sure, generic Lego movie and stuff, mm-hmm. but that, mm-hmm. Mario isn't quite that anymore. Yeah. 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 I felt pretty neutral about it, to be honest, because, um, and again, maybe this is just me being biased, but I'm still a fan of the 93 movie, which I don't think Bob Hoskins <laughs> represents Mario well either, but considering <laughs> <laughs> I think that that is still Mario to me, having Chris Pratt, who is definitely not a Mario type character, um, play yeah. Mario now, I'm used to it, so it was pretty neutral to me. Yeah, I guess. I, I guess I just wish that they had tried finding at least a voice actor who could have, like, I don't like the celebrity actors as voice actors trend. It is yeah, a bit concerning and upsetting. Yeah. So, though, that also, like, the guy who's playing Toad, does, that is not how I imagine Toad at all. Yeah, um, I did a reaction video with my friend, Tyler, (laughs) um, for that Nintendo Direct, because I wanted to be cool, I guess, and when they announced, (laughs) um, all the characters, I was pretty lukewarm the whole time when, when they announced Jack Black for Bowser, I got really excited, and then when they showed Keegan-Michael Key for Toad, I believe I lost my marbles. <laughs> I was, I, I laughed for a very long time. Um, I love Keegan-Michael Key, and I love Key and Peel, but I do not imagine him as Toad, toad. whatsoever. No, not at all. <laughs> not at so... all. <laughs> I, like, I have to wonder, is it going to be, like, his normal voice, or is he going to put on a voice? I, I imagine it's <laughs> going to be his normal voice, and that's why I was so, like, concerned. Because uh-huh. <laughs> everything before that just did not compare to that moment at all. I was not yeah. ready. Yeah. Like, but I'm very it was, excited it for was like, else. at an 8 of weird, and then it jumped to, like, 16. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I didn't. Uh, I didn't even know who. Um, what's her? What is her name? Anya Taylor Joy. Anya Taylor Joy Taylor or Taylor Joy. Joy I always forget it, which order. That's exactly. Her hyphen I'm exactly the, the same. In. I'm exactly but the same. She as you. is. Uh, since it, I've mostly been talking negatively about this. Uh, I'm gonna say the positives. Jack Black can probably do a pretty good job. I'm not. I, I I'm largely can, yeah. not concerned. <laughs> I'm neutral to excited there. And Anya uh, Google Anya Taylor Taylor <laughs> Anya um, Taylor Joy Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I just I just didn't even know who she <laughs> she is she's coming home for Christmas Anya Taylor Joy is an absolutely phenomenal actress she mm-hmm. steals the scene in everything I've seen her in she single handedly almost made New Mutants a watchable decent movie she is fantastic I. Really am excited to see where her career goes going forward, and I want to watch everything with her in it, because she is just amazing as an actress. I hope 
I have even, like, a fraction of the talent she has hiding inside me. But Honestly, I didn't even know who she was until um, my girlfriend told me she's in The Queen's Gambit and she was in yeah. Witches, I think it's called. And I was like, oh, you know what? I've heard a lot of people tell me about that stuff and they're really enamored by it. So, she, like, yeah. she must be a great actress. Yeah, I just don't should. keep up with most uh, mainstream like netflix shows or anything like that so <laughs> yeah i highly recommend watching a few things with her in it because she's just mind-blowingly good uh so there's that so that gives me hope um and those are the good notes i had for the movie <laughs> yeah another thing that i really liked was um has nothing to do with the actors that they chose, but the fact that we're going to see Cranky Kong in the movie is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, and, that um, was an interesting, like, just, <laughs> I'm going to throw this in here. Is yeah. it a somewhat plot-relevant role, or is he just going to be in the background of one scene? Who knows? Yeah. When, Sebast- when Sebastian Maniscalco was announced in text only a couple of months ago to be playing the role of Spike, I expected that that would be the enemy Spike from Mario mm-hmm. 3, and I think he also appears in Mario 3D World, but with the graphic that they showed in the Nintendo Direct, it's Spike the Foreman from Wrecking Crew, which is a deep reference that I'm really there for. <laughs> <laughs> I um, love Wrecking Crew. <laughs> I'm, I'm just stuck wondering. We haven't seen this movie in action yet. We haven't no. seen what this Mario will look like, and I'm I'm just imagining this, like, first draft Sonic the Hedgehog level of awfulness so that we <laughs> they can get headlines and stuff and then reveal the good Mario like it, they might have done for the Sonic one. Mm-hmm. Not to get all conspiracy theory, but, you know. It, it, they, I mean, yeah. they saw how it worked for, for the Sonic movie, so maybe they're trying <laughs> to uh, go the same route here. I have trouble believing that the people working on the Sonic movie looked at that first model and were like, <laughs> yeah, people will like this. Yeah, that is Sonic the Hedgehog. What, you don't recognize That's him? That's our boy! <laughs> Look at any video game. They're the same. <laughs> So that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, my theory is <laughs> I, I think that I like the original Sonic design. <laughs> you, you would, Martin, wouldn't you? <laughs> I I I feel like it, there is a chance that they did that on purpose, and I feel like I'm a f- I I don't think this will happen, but it would be hilarious if they did the same thing because I don't know how to imagine an awful Mario, but <laughs> I I just desperately want it to be true so I can see the horror that will be unleashed. I just had a thought, just like a fleeting thought, that there is a universe out there where, uh, <laughs> where the production studio behind Sonic the Hedgehog decided to do that, right? They, they purposefully made the bad Sonic design, mm-hmm. hoping that there would be a negative reaction so that they could act like they were bullied into the better Sonic design. But mm-hmm. in that universe, everyone's totally fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> and the movie studio is just like, oh no, what are we going to do now? We can't just update the design. People are going to get mad if we do that because they like the old one. Oh no. The movie like this. <laughs> 
and then people left it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see Sonic floss w- with all of his human teeth, all 32 of them. Ah! <laughs> I'm excited for the Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games crossover movie. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> like is that is that where we're heading? Is that what do we think? Uh it's I mean considering Nintendo and Sega are uh, working very well together these days and playing nice in the sandbox. It's mm-hmm. uh maybe not so soon but sometime down the road we may see a crossover. I always thought it would be really fun to have a Super Smash Brothers movie, but that would be mm, quite the undertaking. I don't think that'll happen until like yeah, 2090. The way Hollywood is in their over-explanations of everything, that mm. would oh, yeah. take a very, very yeah. long time. The origin story happened. to end all origin stories. Yeah. This movie's going to be 15 hours long. Earthbound in yeah, five well, this, seconds, this would be... every other... Fire Emblem yeah. series in 10 seconds. <laughs> Here's all these characters' names. Hope you had them memorized. Uh, you know, Avengers Endgame, right? <laughs> like, did you guys watch... Uh, well, I mean, I guess you, you watched the movie, but the thing is, is like, try coming into Avengers Endgame without having watched any of the Avengers movies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, they handled it, definitely... it as well as they could have, I think. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the, they come in with the expectation that you've seen the rest and you're familiar with the characters, but if you're not, <laughs> there's a lot of things that are just kind of happening. Yeah, it yeah. is like, a, they have some a very exposition. full movie, and there's not, there's not a lot they can do about that. It's not like a comic book where you can have the side panel that, like, explains everything in a few Oh, like with the so, asterisk, yeah. like, see issue yeah. 96. Yeah. Excelsior, yeah, 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 yeah. dear reader. Yeah. Because uh, Marvel Comics writes every comic with the ideology that this could be someone's first comic book ever. Yeah. With the movies, yeah. they tr- with every piece of media they make, they still try to do that. With Endgame, it's the second half of like this big event. It is the end of a whole era. It's a lot harder to do that. And make a good movie. So I, yeah. they balanced all of that as well as they possibly could have, I think. Yeah, I guess I'm just saying that, like, it'll be the same thing with uh, the Super Smash Brothers movie, where, like, even if we had a Star Fox movie, yeah. a Metroid movie, uh, I mean, I guess we have a Pokemon movie. But, I mean, like, let's just say that they take all of the Nintendo first party characters and give them their own movies and then have them would in it Super would Smash a Smash Bros. Bros movie really be that hard because Mario and Sonic I I guess I I didn't watch the Sonic movie so maybe I'm wrong but you can understand Sonic without watching that like if they made if there was a sequel right now of that had Mario and Sonic and a whole bunch of other characters. It would be easier than the backstories of a bunch of superheroes, because Mario, as much as he claims to be a plumber, we're, we're being <laughs> fed the li- the <laughs> fed the <laughs> narrative that he is a plumber. That isn't really crucial information. That doesn't come up. So yeah, I think it it would still be a lot happening, but I think it might not necessarily be 
that bad in total. Mm-hmm. It would definitely be the kind of movie where they would. I feel like they would have to pick one character to focus on. Yeah, we, as we like a narrator. Yeah, I was gonna say it would probably be Kirby, considering it's Smash Brothers, um, and Sakurai loves his Kirby. Um, he shaped and like we a would friend. see. We <laughs> we would see everything take place through Kirby's eyes, but we would still be able to identify with the other characters, and they would have the same screen time. But it would be way easier to see everything if it were all done through one character. Yeah. And so you'd have like this sort of um, like quasi divide where the movie is a Smash Brothers movie, but it's about Kirby. Or it's a Kirby movie, (laughs) but it's about Smash Brothers. And, you know, with so many different characters, you know, everyone is here. um, It's going to be very difficult to create... Uh, a Super Smash Brothers movie. I don't think they would have everyone. Ending up like the stand. <laughs> <laughs> I that would be fascinating, but I I don't think they would have everyone. I don't think they'd have Solid Snake and etc. etc. No. Uh, Why? Yeah. Well, well, what I mean Cloud. more so is that they would just have yeah. quite a number of characters. There would be too many to count. Yeah. Not necessarily everybody, but I um, agree with that. Yeah. Because otherwise, what's the point? If you wanted to make like a, oh, there's seven people fighting movie, you don't have to call it Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. that leads us into we our last opportunity to guess the final Smash DLC character. Byleth 2. Byleth 2. <laughs> what, what exactly would Byleth 2 mean? What do you think? <laughs> I, I'm not familiar with uh, Byleth. So, I, I have absolutely no problems with Byleth's inclusion, but um, I'm mostly speaking to the widespread outrage by the hardcore mm-hmm. fan base of Smash Ultimate that um, were very disheartened that we were getting, quote, yet another Fire Emblem character. Um, honestly, it doesn't really matter to me who they include. I'm, I'm going to love them no matter what, because I like when any video game character gets representation in Smash. Byleth is from Xenoblade, isn't, isn't they? She or <laughs> Byleth. I'm thinking uh, the one after the two people in one. Oh, uh, Pyra and Mithra. Yeah, sorry, I yeah, got they're confused. From, yeah, Pyra and Mithra are from Xenoblade Chronicles too. Yeah, I I do. I've been playing Smash Bros with my roommate recently, and he has been away from the series for a while, so he has been a little annoyed with like me playing against him and most of the time getting a anime sword fighter as he called as they're called so yeah and i also i like diversity in i i don't main anyone i pick random every time mm-hmm. so i i like being good at everyone and i like new ways to play and new ways to learn the game and stuff yeah I definitely have my mains, um, but there is something enchanting about seeing a character picked from a different series and plopped into Smash Brothers, and everything about their appearance in their home game is adapted yeah. to work in Smash Brothers. And that sort of thing, I don't know, it does something to my heart. <laughs> it's like yeah, a, the Grinch at the end of How the so Grinch so much detail and care, and they pull out, like... Here's an obscure thing they did once, and here's how it relates to their moveset or their taunt or whatever. Yeah, 
And, like, sure, sometimes they have to take liberties. Yeah. I mean Ness and Pac-Man, and um, half the stuff that Pac-Man does in Smash, he never does anywhere else. And yeah. half of Ness's moveset uh, is ripped from other characters in the Mother series. Ness never uses those moves, but they had but to do something. But it makes sense, and yes. it's not... It's not lazy or anything. It is... It is smart. Yeah. And that's why, to me, as much as I'm more hype when it's a character that I really want to experience and play as, I kind of get happy whenever they announce anybody. Although I do think that there is some, like, phantom hierarchy of characters who, for for better or for worse, kind of deserve it more. And I know that that can be a little bit, like, elitist or gatekeepy, but I don't think that it's deservation based on what I want. I think it's deservation based on who has earned it. Yeah. Like, um, I would really love to see Crash or Spyro. Yes. Um, because they helped to define what a 3D video game was, and with the fact that they have come back into the limelight with their um, respective collections being released on multi-platforms and now we have crash 4 i think it makes a lot of sense to put them in the game i'd also love to see master chief because halo is a gigantic franchise and even though nintendo doesn't (laughs) like the the dreaded fps his inclusion in smash brothers would really bridge that sort of gaming gap that has always been difficult to bridge it reminds me of uh when playstation all-stars came out and there was no crash yeah i was just like why what did he do wrong (laughs) that's how that's how i felt when they didn't put mega man in marvel vs capcom 3 yeah but phoenix right made it in so (laughs) yes we got zero that was cool but uh like we didn't get mega man he's he's their mascot why isn't he here (laughs) jenny what do you think the the last one is Oh, um, well, I mean, I'm still holding out for the crystalist guy. Um, but I, I, I do, I do wonder how that would play out if they did get Master Chief in Smash, right? Cause like, mm-hmm. would Xbox Gamer Bros really come and buy Super Smash Bros? And would, like, maybe. I, I don't, I don't like, know their mindset well enough. But I don't necessarily know if it has to do with whether it'll push more sales as much as it'll get people to want to get into the game. I yeah, feel I think like, it's the other the way around, because like, I know a lot of people yeah. weren't into Persona, and then mm-hmm. Joker came to Smash, and then they got into Persona. Yeah, like Master Chief's yeah. inclusion in Smash will get people curious about Halo, so they'll play. And it happened with Fire Emblem, too. Yeah, when, when they were in, when and um, probably were in Earthbound. I would See, I would imagine that too. Yeah, and I don't know. I, I guess those kinds of things work out in Nintendo's favor when they're selling more games that are sold on the Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't know about Master Chief. I don't know. I mean, if if you ask me who I think it's going to be, given what I know of Nintendo's track record, it's going to be something like Hello Kitty in pajamas. But, uh, like, I have hopefuls for who I wish would be in Smash, and not, not just the ones that I think necessarily, quote, deserve it. Like, I would love to see, and I, it'll never happen in a million years, but that's why it's a hopeful. Um, I really want, like, Glover, or Croc, or Gex. Oh, Gex would be fun. <laughs> what about what about you guys? Do you have hopefuls that you know will probably never make it in in a million years? 
I mean, I can't, I couldn't, like, even begin to name all the characters that would be cool but will never happen. Uh, but my... Yeah, I'll take a couple. <laughs> my, I mean, like, Spider-Man would be super neat, but I don't, that's not gonna <laughs> happen. <laughs> oh yeah, didn't they, didn't, for a while, wasn't there a rumor that it was gonna be Goku who was gonna be the final fighter? Or something oh, like yeah. that? And there was the yeah. Grinch thing. I don't understand <laughs> how that happened, but everybody seemed to believe it, like, a hundred percent. And I was like, guys, what... I I missed this. Why did you think this was gonna happen? I don't. <laughs> I, I'm so I'm still so confused. I don't who I want it to be and think it could be is Sora. Yeah, because that's not a good choice. He there's so much you can do with his move set. Mm-hmm. And his inclusion will make fans of Kingdom Hearts go crazy, <laughs> and vice versa. Yeah. And he, it's, Nintendo has been important to Kingdom Hearts from almost the beginning. Yeah. Second uh, game. They will be making uh, Satoru Iwata a playable character in Smash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my girlfriend said that uh, the long con would be that uh, we get Gino finally. <laughs> I think the long con would be Kirby 2. Oh. <laughs> it's Kirby again. Sorry, there isn't a last character. I just wanted you to appreciate Kirby. He's shaped like a friend. They have uh, Chris Pratt as Mario. Oh, no. <laughs> Sakurai himself shows up as the final character. It's a special boss version of Bowser played by Jack Black. <laughs> <laughs> or a special version of Bowser played by Dennis Hopper. <laughs> uh, it, that's get, that's uh, how it starts. The the trailer for the <laughs> the thing will be Jack Black version of Bowser taking down regular Bowser, and then that Bowser will come in and stomp. <laughs> <laughs> they have uh, enough out of that guy. From, from <laughs> Super Mario Bros. Two. Yeah. I that's the thing. All of these like bit characters who showed up in maybe one game or so, I think they're still good viable inclusions because we got Duck Hunt and we yeah. got Ice Climbers. So, I would love to see Wart. I'd even love to see like Tatanga <laughs> from Mario Land. That would be fun. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Although I think Tatanga is an assist trophy or something. He's represented in some way, I know that. I guess I do hope it isn't another sort, like, regular sword mm -hmm. fighter, because I do want someone with a neat moveset, and Sora, like, wouldn't just be another sword fighter. He has such a fantastic arsenal. Mm -hmm. So I think, I as long as it's not someone who plays exactly or very similarly to characters we already have, I think I'll be relatively happy. I'll just be extra I would even, happy I would, if it uh, is Sora. I would still even be happy with another Fire Emblem character, but I would want it to be someone who doesn't use a sword. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and like my pick for that is like Hector from Fire Emblem 7. I love him, and I think he would make a fantastic addition. He's, he's an axe user, and he's also 
like heavily armored. So he would be slow and clunky, but he would have so much power, kind of like a Ganondorf. Yeah. But I think it would be a good inclusion because all of the other Fire Emblem fighters are medium to lightweight, except except maybe like Roy and Crom. I think they yeah, that would be side. a fine way of like adding to it. Yeah, because right now all of the Fire Emblem characters are thin, fast sword boys with some magic thrown in. But Hector would be slow and super strong, which is a great difference from the other characters, but still stays true to Fire Emblem. Yeah. Because he's a real character. So, I don't know. That's just me. Do we have... I'm done listening to you talk about modern games. When was the last time you guys went to an arcade, played some real games? Well, okay, okay Martin. four-player Pac-Man at the theater arcade. Martin, if you could have any hopeful in Smash, who would you pick? That's a good question. <laughs> who would Martin pick? <laughs> I don't even know who... Oh, that character's in Super Smash. With someone that just Joe <laughs> hates. <laughs> I would... No, it was you who hates The World Ends With You, isn't it? Oh, no. Oh, man. Oh, Pac-Man's already in it. Um, yeah. Frogger. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I uh, I could go for that. To I, be honest, I would, that's not I a bad Frogger. answer. I would have no problem with that. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad answer. <laughs> as long as it's like regular Frogger and not like the... The, the 3D like, Frogger? Who <laughs> is yeah, the crappy... Abomination? Like... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I saw a little bit looks of more like, like he belongs in TMNT than he does Frogger. Yeah. I saw a little bit of like gameplay and story cutscenes from that game and I just Oh boy, it's bad. It's so much worse yeah. than I would have ever thought and I don't know why. When I was a kid that game was like, Oh it's Frogger, like this is so cool. He like and, Frogger um, as an oh, adult. No, yeah. Not this one. <laughs> Yeah, as an adult, I'm like, what? What was I thinking? I was stupid. <laughs> it was my only game. Of course I loved it. No, that's not a good enough reason past me. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, actually, um, so here's a question, Matt, because you live vaguely in the New York City area, right? Yeah, I'm about 45 minutes east of the city. Oh, east. Right. Okay. Um, do you ever go to New Jersey? Like, uh, Jersey Shore area. Occasionally, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I recently, uh, went to the actual Jersey Shore, Jersey Shore, mm-hmm. um, Seaside Heights, and, um, I had some fun, uh, at the arcades there. Yeah. Um, actually, also, um, do you have a, uh, a round one in your area? Uh, I do. Um, so I, I live on Long Island, and I live, like, around, like, middle of the island and okay. if you go about i want to say like 20 minutes west of me um so be- maybe like about like midway between me and the city um there is a round one inside of the broadway mall which is in oh, okay. Hicksville. what is a round one yeah. um so round one uh is a arcade franchise from japan um mm. so like it's it's kind of like a dave and busters or something but uh they're I like have no idea what that is but go on oh really <laughs> oh okay no dave and busters is basically like uh adult uh chuck e cheese okay. yeah 
Okay. It's a lot of redemption machines and um I've never been to Chuck E. Cheese, but I do know what that is. We do have those here in Canada, so I I understand through a few degrees of separation, but I understand. Yeah, I guess, you know, basically like Matt was saying is that um, a big part of the the draw is to uh, get yourself some tickets and get some prizes. But the thing is, is that like the prizes at Dave and Buster's are like uh, a giant plushy football or something. Like it's really like... (laughs) americanized and like sports based and whatever that is why i have no idea what that is understand yep (laughs) yeah so round Um, one like meanwhile yeah meanwhile round one and like here's the thing like in japan they have like really good plushes um and in america like you do get like a selection of like relacuma plushies and stuff like that like cute stuff but um or like they might put in um you know figures like anime figures and stuff um so there's a couple of them around but like when i say oh yeah they're in my area i mean that all of them are at least an hour away Mm. but like all of them are approximately the same distance it's just like well if i want to drive you know two hours south (laughs) or if i want to drive two hours east or (laughs) if i want to drive two hours southeast (laughs) i see um yeah but um I made an effort to go uh, hit up the round one. Uh, maybe I think I meant to talk about it on the last podcast, um, but then I didn't show up. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really fun. I've I've only been in there one time, but uh, it beats Dave and Buster's every single time. Yeah, um, it's much yeah, more definitely. color. Dave and Buster's is kind of like what you said. It's an adult Chuck E. Cheese, so it's like. Very dark. There's black lights here and there, but it's mostly like, hey, you're going to come in, you're going to order some wings, maybe yeah, have yeah, a drink yeah, yeah. or two, and then goof off with your friends and play games that you're not going to win because they're redemption machines, so they're rigged. And <laughs> <laughs> But, at, I mean, round one still has redemption machines, but they are much more fair, and the atmosphere is much more colorful. Um, there are a lot of bright, uh, multicolored neon lights. It's It's not this, like drab atmosphere and um some round ones although not the one in our mall um offer food and drink as well yeah but it's not really the purpose of your visit like most people i think will go to david buster's because they want to eat and have a good time but you'll go to round one because you want to play games that's the purpose of your visit that sounds like a place that i would like to go to it's very fun. Yeah. Um, and actually, I, I I personally focus on the redemption games. Um, That's fine. You know, There's the, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, the claw machines and stuff. But I do forget that, like, uh, depending on the one that you end up at, some of them don't have a great selection. Um, but other ones will have, like, this generation, like, current, like, this was just released in Japan, you know, in the last year. Yeah. Uh, like rhythm games and stuff. Yeah. And, um, like a whole bank of, like, uh, you know, Street Fighter, wow. uh, consoles and mm-hmm. stuff like that, or, uh, like Melty Blood and stuff. <laughs> like, not just, they'll also have, uh, you know, the, the Jurassic Park game, like, uh, the, where you sit in the truck and you shoot dinosaurs or whatever. Yeah. Um, I also played one that was, uh, castlevania and you like hold 
a little wand that's the whip and you're supposed oh, to actually like whip that things. Sounds neat. That is really cool. I haven't seen that, but I would be down to, to try that. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so no, I, I enjoy uh, round one. I did, uh, as I said, I also went to uh, Seaside Heights, New Jersey mm-hmm. uh, recently and played some arcades. And it was it's interesting because I'm so used to round one again uh, mm-hmm. to see what like an actual successful modern arcade looks like. Yeah. Um, that's not like part of a franchise. That is just something somebody set up. But it's not like, oh, man, like when I go to the mall locally there's an arcade quote unquote but it's like three games and it's it doesn't even have like a staff person inside it like yeah. there's nobody in there it's just there yeah and i'm like do th- is it set up by the mall in like an empty space i don't understand <laughs> like it, it's depressing so it was nice to go to new jersey and see actual standalone arcades that seem to be moderately successful at least perhaps pre-covid um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah. uh i mean arcades are it's been said to death but it's it's a dying art form now the arcade yeah um and it's been ever since the home game became a thing um but i think it it still has a place because not just because arcades are much more of an experience like a much more hands-on experience but Considering the fact that arcades have gone down and down and down ever since home video games <laughs> became a thing, now there's nostalgia for them, yeah. and the experience of playing yeah. an arcade game is suddenly, even though it was the original form of video games, suddenly <laughs> now it's new and novel again. Yeah, and exactly. I think that that's yeah. enough power to bring more people into playing arcade games and why they should be relevant again. Yeah, I think um, part of it is like in Japan you have such a population density that you really can survive like there's always going to be someone playing a game with that many people around um and i think that's why it works in some place like seaside heights where it's like it's right next to new york city so Mm -hmm. like there's a lot of like city around you know it's like the the greater metropolitan area yeah it's in the the tri-state area yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and um i mean i drove out from pennsylvania to go there yeah um so like it, it's still getting people, and that's why it survives in a place like that. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, again, uh, you know, my my local mall quote has an arcade, um, and not so much. But uh, I do wonder. I don't think it's ever going to really get big in America like it used to be. But um, I don't know. Round one, uh, they exist. <laughs> busters, you know. Yeah. Like, I hope they stick around long way. enough for me to try them at least. <laughs> it, it, like if that's the form that arcades have to take nowadays to still be at least a little bit relevant, I'll accept it just to have them still yeah. around. But yeah, um, it would be so much fun to actually go to a proper arcade because there are some that um, are very popular specifically because They're they the way they used they did to it on be. purpose. Yeah, like um, <laughs> are either of you familiar with Fun Spot in New Hampshire? Uh, yeah wrong country. i know i know yeah I, let's see that's the thing uh, despite the fact that it's a different country i i have a friend from canada and i know that they get like a lot of like u.s info and news because we're just the best country to get news from and uh <laughs> um but there is a there's an arcade in new hampshire 
uh, called Fun Spot, and it's the largest arcade, I think, in the world, but at the very least in the United States. It does and sound like a fun spot indeed. It really is. I haven't been there, but I've wanted to go for so long because on their website, there's a list of all the arcade machines they have on the premises. And I was there when I looked up that website, this was years ago, I was there for probably a good hour and a half, just control effing the page for obscure (laughs) games. And I'm like, they could not have this game. (laughs) And they absolutely did. That's awesome. Yeah. So places like that are like staying in business just because... That's what they yeah, are. Yeah. Yeah. They're staying in yeah. business because they are trying to stay in business. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool that yeah. we have a place like that, but I wish we had more. Have you seen um, uh, the King of Kong fistful of quarters? Oh, I have. I definitely have. Yeah, uh, Blue. Are I you am familiar? Not familiar. Yeah, it's about um, the Donkey Kong high score mm-hmm. and. It's a pretty good movie, but also it primarily takes place at uh, Fun Spot. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. We'll have to take a look at that. Yeah, it's actually uh, worth a watch because um, if you like Billy Mitchell, then you'll like that movie. And if you hate Billy Mitchell, then you'll love that movie. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think there are many supporters anymore. Not anymore, no. No. Um, Doesn't movie website... I think I just read about, like, his own website is against him or something. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised to, to hear that that's true. Yeah. I haven't looked into it ever since he was called out for faking his scores. But, um, <laughs> like, when that movie was um, first being, I keep calling it, I mean, it isn't technically a movie, it's a film, but it's a documentary. Um, Document, yeah. When it was first um, announced and first being put into production... Um, Billy Mitchell was pretty much at the forefront of all of the advertising for it. Um, <laughs> not he himself, but like they were putting his likeness all over the right. place to attract yeah. people. But he's like the antagonist <laughs> of the movie, um, to put it in like a novel sense. Um, Steve Wiebe, who was the challenger to his high score at the time, is like the underdog and he's the main character of the movie. And um, But they still give Billy Mitchell a lot of props... So even though he's technically the antagonist to Weeby, uh, he's still there, and you can still root for him if you like him, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's a competition, not necessarily a plot <laughs> with a good guy and a bad guy. But um, yeah, that's a that's a film. I think even if you're interested in video games a little bit, that's a movie that's worth watching. Yeah, I will have to check that out. Mm-hmm. So, um, wait, wait, sorry, wait, no. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I think it's about time to wrap this up. What video games have you guys been playing in recent times? Who wants to Second. go first? Um, I'll go first, I guess. Um, recently, I found out that, um, I think it's Purple Lamp Studios who made uh, Bikini Bottom, Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated. Ooh, um, yeah. they just, they decided that they were going to make a, a new SpongeBob game, a totally original one called the Cosmic Shake. Right. And I... that got me interested in replaying the original Battle for Bikini Bottom. So I've been doing that the last couple of days. That is, yeah, I, I totally forgot about that, but I did vaguely see that that was happening on my lunch break at work. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, they're, wow. 
I, f- I had to, like, double-check to make sure it wasn't something that, like, another remaster, because I was like, I haven't heard of this one before. Yeah, I thought so, too, because there, there are a lot of Spongebob games out there, and, and um... I know, you know a lot of them because really they're liked so- <laughs> that one and rehydrated yeah. was, or I, from what I understand, it was created basically by fan demand alone. Almost. Yeah, it was received very well. <laughs> yeah, and so, out, so the fact that they're doing another one is pretty awesome. Yeah, and it's totally original, which makes me very excited because. Considering how good the um, remake of uh, Battle for Bikini Bottom was, I know that given everything they've learned about making that remaster, they can probably pump out a pretty good original SpongeBob game. Yeah, that... um, because there aren't very many good original SpongeBob games. <laughs> There's like two. So, <laughs> but uh, I've been playing through the original Battle for Bikini Bottom on PlayStation Two uh, because this whole situation piqued my interest again. Um, and it's been a long, long time since the last time I played it, and it still holds up really, really well. There are a couple of design choices that are totally like, okay, it's a mid-2000s platformer, got it. Yeah. yeah. But uh, there's still so much about that game that I think modern platformers can still learn from, and that's really cool, because it's a licensed product, and usually you don't think of licensed products as being something to look up to or aspire to being. Yeah. But it has a lot yeah. of great design choices. But yeah, what about you? Uh, me? Uh, since the last time we recorded, I finished Trials and Tribulations, Apollo Justice, and right now I'm at the very, very end of Miles Edgeworth. Mm. Which I, That's a series I have to get yeah. into. I have a couple of games, but I still haven't actually played them. They're very good. Uh, it bothers me that in Trials and Tribute, or the the trilogy for Switch, there's like no skip, one for one dialogue box skip and all skip, and I would use the one dialogue so I could just double tap the screen over and over so it would get to the end of the sentence and I could read so much faster. But the other ones, they have just the no skip or full skip and I don't want to miss anything so I have to wait (laughs) while every sentence finishes very slowly and I am dying oh no yeah so that's pretty rough but uh also I got Apollo Justice and Investigations on the phone because the mobile version costs only like $20, whereas the Miles Edgeworth for DS costs about $400. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, I also am about halfway through a little game called Chris Tales or Chris Tales. Depending on your regional <laughs> accent. Happy end day, by the way. Yes. Well, uh, the, when will this come out? After, a few days after the end yeah. day? Yeah. But happy end day to you who didn't celebrate if you missed it and you're listening to this. Happy belated end day. Yeah. And if you did miss happy. it, just reload this podcast next October 1st. Yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. Yeah, happy the end day to everyone who is listening to this on some future October first. 
October 1st, 3021. We're your guys. The hell's an arcade? <laughs> Are these guys talking about that, that old game, Smash Brothers? We haven't played that in a long time. Can't believe they didn't predict that... Uh, I, oh, I was gonna come up with a fun joke for either the last DLC character or an actor in the Mario movie, but I couldn't think of either <laughs> one. So, uh, I played through, uh, Garden Story, which, uh, is a video game about a grape. Ooh, um, as the best video games are. Um, <laughs> it was actually a really good game. Um, I didn't know, like, I, I followed the developer, um, and I guess I didn't know quite uh, what to expect from it, but uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's kind of um, you know an action RPG with some uh, sort of not really town building, but um, I don't know. There's uh, it looks or... adorable. I just googled. Yeah, it. same here. It, it is a very cute game. Um, and I uh, I was su- surprised how much I enjoyed the story. I don't know, I guess it's kind of, uh, I don't think they call it that, but it's kind of Earthbound-esque, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Um, and then also, uh, now, another game whose developer I follow, uh, Eastward, sorry, right. um, I've been playing, um, which ha- had the poor luck of coming out uh, the same day that Delta Room 2. Oh no. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know much about uh Eastward Eastbound. Which Eastward. Eastbound? Yeah, Eastbound. Uh Eastward, but I I think it looks all fun. I've been hearing about it is good things, so Yeah, it's definitely a fun game. Um it's uh more what, Mother Three? Uh mm-hmm. Earthbound four. Garden Story doesn't have a Wikipedia article, but Eastward does. It doesn't? No, I couldn't find one at least. It's on Steam and Switch, but I don't see Wikipedia. This is a sad day for grapes around yeah, the world. we'll have to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed uh, Garden Story. I actually, I played it to the point that it started to bug out. Um, <laughs> what? It, How do you it, mean? Um, there's a few things where, like, uh, you can play after the end of the game, oh, yeah. but okay. you're not really expected to, and so I started to get to the point where it's like, uh... Dialogue would start in places where it wouldn't really make sense? Well, like, um, it was starting to print out that I had, like, the calendar was showing that I was on day, like, slash five. Oh, yeah, I... That... Oh, with uh, Chris Tallis, as I refuse to call it anything else, uh, <laughs> I I haven't been I I keep it I turn it on sleep mode so that I don't like have to save or lose my spot or anything when I yeah leave it for the rest of the day and so it only goes up to ninety nine hours I think and I am well yeah. past that so it. It, it has a lot of bugs going on where the clock will say, like, 99 hours or, like, 26 hours, because it, 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 it doesn't stop in sleep mode, which is mm-hmm. weird, yeah. but... So, yeah, it was, like, the first 
12 hours I had it, I played for a few hours and put it down and then picked it up the next day and was like, you've been playing for 20 hours. No, I haven't. Yeah. Have you been, have you looked at Chris Tales at all? Um, no, I know, I know you guys were talking about it in the chat, but I haven't really looked at it. Uh, it's, it's like a Super Mario RPG, Chrono Trigger style RPG with some fun time travel mechanics. It is very, very pretty. The presentation is the best part about it. It has like this super stylistic pop-up art book or yeah pop-up book feel and it is pretty good uh it's got a few issues but mostly i would recommend it it's like a six out of ten i would say i was thinking like oh i could write a review about this but that was like after getting halfway through the game and i was like i don't i don't know if i could speak on the beginning in enough depth to really write a review properly yeah it's something that uh, i still haven't been able to check out but i want to very soon because it really looks like it's a lot of fun and it looks exactly like the kind of the kind of game that uh, i would really enjoy and i probably wouldn't be able to put down it's pretty good i am enjoying it uh i'm so, excited uh... for guardians of the galaxy next month and also wolverine got announced since last time we recorded yeah which was weird. Can you romance Wolverine? You yet? can. Or well, I I mean I don't think I assume <laughs> you play as him. So I don't think it's that kind of game because I don't know what kind of game that kind of game would be. But I don't think this is that. I ever since Spider-Man PS4 came out, I always assumed that a Wolverine game would come out exclusively for the Xbox. And so when they announced that it was for the PS5, I was like, oh, that is surprising. So nobody present has played uh, Deltarune Chapter 2? Not yet, no, because uh, my PC doesn't have my save file with Chapter 1, so I'd have to go through Chapter 1 again. Yeah, that was kind of my problem, is that I started playing uh, Chapter 1 again, and then it's like, surprising how little i actually remember honestly i mean it's been what like four years or something uh i was uh, in university so like that. that sounds about right yeah i uh i remember delta in chapter one came out while i was away at a convention um because i, I was checking twitter while i was waiting uh for a panel to start and it was all over the place yeah <laughs> um, yeah i definitely I remember to, that I, night i <laughs> i have to think i think that was I think it was four years ago, because we didn't go to any conventions this year yet, and last year was definitely a no-go. And it wasn't the year before that either, because that was the second time we were at that convention. I'm pretty sure it was the first time when I saw all those tweets. So I think it was four years ago, yeah. That's that's how I remember time, by how often I've been to conventions. No, I think it was (laughs) three, because I was in university, so I was 18... So, 2018, and then three years, in October, two and a half years? That doesn't sound right. I don't know. Time is yeah. meaningless. Oh, you, know what? May I, you know what? I think that it was in November, 
because like that's where that's when the convention was. But I think it was 2018. So I think it was yeah, three years ago. About, yeah, right. Because um, I, I was living in Boston at the time, so we have the internet. What am I doing? I, I am <laughs> confused as to why. Because after Delta in Chapter One came out. He explicitly stated he wasn't releasing Chapter 2 until he finished the rest of the game completely and he was going to release it all. So yeah, it was a huge surprise when this happened because the rest of it is not with it. From what I it, guess plans changed. From what I see, it looks like it's pretty long, like maybe five hours or something. Mm-hmm. Which is also surprising, because the first chapter wasn't that long, was it? I think it was only, like, three think hours it was... or so. Yeah, I guess it's funny to say, like, oh, well, I mean, it was still, like, three hours, and it's like, well, that's, you know, like, one and a half times. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it's five bigger. is significantly longer. It is, yeah. yeah. Which you I don't didn't... think about it, but it is. I expected yeah. even less. Honestly, that's a pretty good length, though, for an episodic. Yeah, I uh, I have game. no problems with that. Yeah, I still have yet to play either of them, but I will at some point because I I very much want to. Um, it's just a matter of getting getting up to doing it. I have so much other stuff in my backlog that it's difficult to uh, justify just picking a game and going this one. Because then everything else gets left out. As someone who <laughs> gets very into the minutia of ridiculous plots like Kingdom Hearts and the like, Deltarune yeah. really messed me up because I just... What does it mean? What's happening? <laughs> How does yeah. this relate? And I think the big cosmic joke that he's playing is that it doesn't really, and that makes me sad because I want it to. The big thing about uh, Deltarune Chapter 2 that really took me by surprise was its immediate inclusion on console. Because yeah. when Chapter 1 came yeah. out, it took like a whole, I think it was like six months-ish before it came out on console. But this was like six this days. Was like lined up, ready to go. <laughs> yeah, uh, seeing the, yeah. Um, the, the live-action uh, dog costume in the Nintendo Direct, I was baffled. I mean, I knew what it was, but I was like, wait, <laughs> they can't that? possibly, like, it just came out. There's no way it's already, but sure enough. Yeah. yeah. All right. I think I've had about enough you cretins. This podcast is over. All right, fine. What did, what, we didn't get <laughs> to what Martin Joseph has been playing, though. I don't play any of your modern video games. Okay, what? I only play, I, I only play outside the mainstream 1D. He got an advanced copy of what, what, what was it? If it, I I totally knew that a... we were gonna forget the name. It's like you got an advanced copy of whatever that Light thing pong. was that we saw before. <laughs> I, I only play the Playdate, oh, the most obscure. I play the Oya. I play. <laughs> what is it? Do you stand the stadium, Martin? Whatever it's called. I did remember. I had to remember that it was the God quote and that it was comparing itself to divinity. So I, I remembered Light Pong. It, I remember. You have an advanced copy of Light Pong and probably the Amico. I'd tell you about the games that I've been playing, but you've never heard of them. <laughs>
thanks for joining us and sharing with us your lovely, lovely thoughts on us and our behaviors. Yeah, I love being judged. Thanks so much. <laughs> hold on, wait. Oh, hold on, we have to do housekeeping. Um, did you make sure that you did the intro one episode one fifty two something rhymes with one fifty two, like Joe does every time? Cause well, I'm not Joe. I'm Martin Joseph, and I don't rhyme. <laughs> but this was. I don't even know what episode it was. I don't even know what episode this was. I think it's 152, because <laughs> the last one was Pokemon. Pokemon. You think I listened to the Game Cola podcast? Well, how would you plan our demises if you don't know <laughs> everything you can about our lives and stuff? Yeah, sounds to me like you're slacking. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're slacking. Criminal mass. I mean, yeah, this podcast is I'm over allowed. here. <laughs> I'm done dealing with you losers. <laughs> See you next time. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Facebook and whatever other place you losers go on the internet. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, losers. Goodbye forever. I'll miss you. Later. could do a really meta thing where you're because joe played sonic and if martin joseph would said like you're too slow or he could play shadow that'd be <laughs> man what so if you did like you're too slow in a martin joe in a martin joseph joseph martin sonic voice That'd be like three layers of meta, and it would be great. Because he, he played Sonic in Hacks and Slash. Did he? I thought I... I well, I thought Alex the Jedi Jedrzak played Sonic. Or wait, did he fill in for I me think one he time? Did. Yeah, he did the five golden rings, right? Or... I don't... And, oh, there it is. No, he did... He did I'm Sonic. Sonic the Hedgehog. That was the voice he did, and it was fantastic. <laughs> I think it was from episode 10. It, it was in the Christmas special. Yeah, I can believe it. Hold on. Oh, the end. The end day, a tale of love. Sorry. <laughs> um, I'm scrolling. Why are these not in order? What is wrong with WordPress? Um, It's a great question. I wish I knew. <laughs> Hold on. I need to find out now. Where's number 10? Why is number 10 not tagged? Did we take it down? I don't know. It's also not in the Spotify. It's not on Spotify at all. What? Because I made that playlist with all the hacks and slash in order, and it just was not there. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Nine. I think it is on what? YouTube if it's not on the website. Hold on. Okay, now I'm going to the FTP. Hi, Joseph. You're in the future listening to this. I'm going to the FTP now.
Joseph lives in the future currently. That is you know true. That? He he confused us by being like, hey, Tuesday. But then he <laughs> meant Monday. And I was not prepared. I was so I was uh, excited and panicked at the same time. Because, uh, I've, I've missed a lot of podcasts the past couple of months because stuff has been really crazy at home. Um, nothing bad. It's all just lots going on. It's and, on um, YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it's not on. So hold the... on, what, what? Okay, what is it called? Texan slash number ten Mario and Sonic Christmas special. I'm so confused because okay, the thing, the thing is, is that there's a Hexen slash ten Houtful Boyfriend. Dot MP3. That is not the order it goes in. That one definitely came out after. That's not. Yes, and hold on. Uh, I'm so confused. What would it be called? Wait, and where? Hold Running on. this show is Game Color Superfan Nolan, joined by the disembodied voices of Anna Bernierski, Diana Gray, and Yeah, you're not, you're not in this confused. one. So I'm 99% certain that Joe was Sonic. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. No. That's not... <laughs> the search for Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> Here, let's all just say goodbye, and then Joe can edit this. Hold on, wait, 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 one more. Sure. No, okay, there's nothing here. Okay, um, yeah, we can all say goodbye, and I'll say, I'll say goodbye. I'll say goodbye. And then, and then Martin Joseph will also say goodbye separately, and then Joe in post. I think I know... What's going to come after the <laughs> credit song? Let's do our names in alphabetical order. I think I know what's going to come after the song now. <laughs>